Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. Episode of the Ever Black Podcast is brought to you by Death Wish Hot Rods and Customs. Check out their Instagram for all their new t-shirts, caps, beanies, cups, and the all-new Atomic Death lineup. Hey there. Hey man, how you going? I'm doing great. How are you? Sorry that our last interview ran a bit late. Oh, good brother. You're pumping them out today. Yeah, I just had a couple today. Nothing too crazy. Especially with your bang over from full tilt. Dude, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling a bit raw in the throat at the moment. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's what uh, two years not playing a show will do to me. Oh, dude. Has it been that long for you? It's been about 800 days uh, prior to the weekend. Yeah, it was uh, 800 days or so since you played a show. I wasn't counting down, no. That wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just get this going. Yeah. No yeah, man. So, I mean, it must have been pretty inc- – I mean, I saw the footage or the pictures and stuff. It looked incredible, dude. Dude, it was so good to be back. I mean, yeah. I didn't realize how much I needed to be playing show, uh, playing shows until uh, – yeah, I guess like a year into lockdown, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to be back on stage. So to be finally back doing it and having so many people be so excited about it. Um, yeah, it felt really, really good to be back on stage. Yeah, man. Yeah, you you looked stoked. i got to say, you did look stoked. <laughs> Very stoked. <laughs> <laughs> but what about those, you know, I always wonder about, you know, the flames. Mm-hmm. What's the protocol um, with them? <laughs> you'd think it would be more um, like... More under control, but it's just like some fluoro tape on the ground that you're not meant to step over. <laughs> so, ah, there's definitely a chance. I think, um, obviously, I think the the guy running all of those cues, um, if I'm standing in front of it, isn't going to light me on fire. But um, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy though. It all like sucks the oxygen out of your throat. So like I'm trying to sing, and then it's like <gasps> can't breathe. <laughs> what is the burns all of that? The Ramstein dudes, they must have like fluoro tape, like. Every, yes. And then they're just like, ah, just set me on fire. Yeah. <laughs> oh but, uh, man, good times, good times. I mean, uh, of course, uh, you know, playing a show like that with so many great bands, it must be good to catch up with some cats too. Definitely, man. Yeah. So many friends you haven't seen in ages. Um, and seeing bands play again, you know, not, not just us, just seeing bands play and people enjoying music, it just... It felt kind of surreal. Like it felt like it was never going to happen again. So, oh man, be able to see, um, yeah, see all these awesome bands and be amongst that again. It was, yeah, really good to be back. Oh, that's awesome, dude. Well, of course, uh, I mean, this new North Lane album, Obsidian, is out on April twenty-two, and it's really, really good, dude. <laughs> the hype yeah. is real. The hype is real, people. It's <laughs> it's incredible. I mean, the response to the tracks so far that have already dropped from what I'm seeing, you know, the band has leveled up yet again, you know, career wise. And, and the record, it, it isn't even out yet, man. Does it feel that way to you? You're like getting that vibe from everything that's going on online. 
Definitely, man. Um, yeah, I don't think stuff has really ever been so positive leading into an album. You know, people love to speculate and talk about how how something's going to turn out. But to be honest, the the positive uh, vibe around everything so far has been really, really amazing. Um, and yeah, even at at the festival on the weekend, hearing people sing some of these new songs that have only been out for you know a couple of weeks or a couple of months, um, and singing them nearly as loud as you know songs from Alien or whatever, um, yeah, it's really surreal. And it's good to be able to yeah be releasing music and not feel like people are trying to trying to find the holes in it. People are just like excited for the new stuff. So yeah, it's really exciting, and I I can't wait to get it out. Absolutely, dude. Uh, and I mean. I know it was pushed back, you know, due to supply chain. I've had a few mates in the same boat. That boring <laughs> stuff. Boring stuff, but frustrating, you know. But yeah. I, I guess has it been has it been maybe a blessing in disguise that you've given it's given people a little bit more of a build up and and actually helped build that buzz and get them comfortable with the new stuff already. I think so. Yeah, and it it also means um, that the album falls on uh, the day before. Brisbane full tilt now so people will be able to have a yeah. listen while coming out and uh, jamming out to some new songs um, yeah I mean it obviously sucks to have to push it back I mean I'm anxious to get it out and just want people to hear it but um, you know I think people are just yeah getting more and more excited and being like oh I gotta wait another couple of weeks which I think will mean that they will be jumping on that as soon as they can so absolutely um, did you have a few people at Full Tilt going, bro, hook me up, eh? Just come on, <laughs> hook me up. A lot, yeah. And we've we've been um <laughs> we've been doing the the Patreon thing as well lately, and uh, been talking to you know people in the Discord, and they're all gutted. They just want it now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel very very lucky to have heard it, and it's it's you're gonna make them all jealous. <laughs> really good. It's really really good. Thank but you, uh. Man. Obviously, I tried. We'll go into a little bit of spoiler territory, not too much, you know. But uh, of course, the the title is reference to the volcanic black rock, which is very metal. But what does it mean to you in terms to it, it reflecting on the concept of the album and uh, your own personal journey since Alien? Well, it, it's it's interesting. If I feel like the idea of obsidian is both something you know, kind of incredibly hard, but also really brittle, which is like this kind of last year has felt so delicate in, in, in the sense of what are we going to do as a band? What are we going to do moving forward? And it's felt very like uncertain. Um, and to me, the idea of obsidian is kind of just this idea of, you know, the world breaking down and then trying to find our way out of that. Um, and the title track of that is, uh, of it being the title track, Obsidian, um, that kind of touches on, yeah, this kind of deteriorating feeling of the world and people kind of having to just look out for themselves um, and kind of in, in almost a selfish way, to be honest, kind of having to just be like, well, I need to look out for number one and make sure that I'm getting through this. Um, and, you know, that feels like, you know, it's kind of disconnecting and kind of this dark feeling. Um, and for me, the idea of yeah, Obsidian being this kind of rock that comes from an ex explosive uh, volcanic reaction 
and then turning into this very hard kind of thing that doesn't want to let anything in. It kind of really helped encapsulate that. Um, it's interesting because it was actually a working title for Alien, and we were like, nah, that doesn't that doesn't yeah. work. That doesn't work for this. But this made so much sense um, when it came to this new album, um, and it, yeah, it just felt really appropriate. I like that metaphor, yeah. especially. <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> And I, I read that in the beginning of the making of the record, you were struggling with, you know, a bit of inspiration and worried about your vocal performance and, and stuff like that. Now, the end result does not show that whatsoever. I mean, it's... I'm glad. <laughs> stuff, Dude, there's stuff on this album that I've, I'll get into a bit later that I'm really impressed by. But, you know, as a vocalist myself, I can totally relate to all of that and and something i've been through recently myself how did you overcome that and and break through to that inspiration well yeah there was obviously just so much uncertainty over the last couple of years um and that kind of brought a lot of doubt into my mind in my own ability and also as kind of a result of um alien um i had a, a lot of kind of personal issues kind of come out of that with family members being a bit um, a bit upset by the stuff I was talking about you know not necessarily yeah I don't I think it's a bit selfish in a way because it's you know it's it's my experience and things that I only I can really understand how they felt but it still gave me this this feeling of guilt and this feeling of like I don't I don't really want to delve into those kind of stories anymore um but what came out of that was yeah just an uncertainty of what what my position as you know just a person and like a a person in the world and someone who has you know people around them like how am I going to express myself and express these feelings and that just kind of turned into a lot of anxiety and a lot of a lot of stress and a lot of doubt um which kind of turned into obsidian and like a lot of these songs are kind of touching on yeah this this self-doubt and these this stress of not knowing my place in the world not knowing when the world was going to be back to normal if it ever was going to be back to normal just having our kind of livelihood and careers pulled out from under us was yeah, it was a really hard thing to try and navigate and to be able to push forward being like, okay, it's album time. Let's uh, let's get to work. Like, how do you find anything worth like talking about or some something positive in that? And in the end, I feel like the album isn't, isn't that positive. It's quite dark and it's quite, um, yeah, just a, a good representation of my kind of, mindset over the last couple of years which i guess is how life is as well you know i it would it would be lovely to be able to wrap up everything you know write write a bunch of songs and after you've done that everything's better but that's not how it works it's it's a lot of growth it's a lot of trying to navigate the real world trying to navigate your own life um and yeah the album kind of ends on that note of i'm struggling and i need help um and yeah it's 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 kind of hard it was it was hard to kind of leave it on such a negative note but that's kind of just where i felt or how i felt at the end of this process how are you now you doing all right 
Yeah, I'm doing a lot better now. And I think after playing a show as well, yeah, I, I didn't realize how much I needed that. It was, it was really, um, yeah, quite cathartic to be able to let all this energy out on stage again. Um, and also finally be like, okay, we're heading back to normal. Finally, we're yeah. finally getting back to how it was somewhat beforehand. Um, and yeah, I've done a lot of um, kind of soul searching, I guess, over the last year since we recorded Obsidian. Um, and try to just focus on my own kind of personal growth and, you know, just the simple things as well, just home life and building a little home here and finding happiness in that. Um, yeah, I think it's still a long way to go. And I think as the world gets back to normal and I'm back doing what I'm meant to be doing, then I think things will be back to normal, but feeling on the way up again. It's definitely something in that projection of the voice as well, like getting out there and performing. 100%. Man. Like jumping up and down, letting this energy out, like sweating. Like I've, the thing I've really found helpful, actually, I, like I used to play drums um, out of high school and I got an electric drum kit in lockdown and I would just be playing that every day, getting really sweaty and having that feeling of playing a show again. I'm just playing, I'm just playing bloody like pop punk songs on drums, but <laughs> like just having that feeling and like sweating it out has been actually so helpful for me. Um, and yeah, back playing shows and having people sing these words back at me. Um, it's just that feeling, but a hundred times more uh, crazy, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> And I guess after Alien came out, you probably got contacted by a bunch of fans and people saying how they've related to it and, and how it's helped help them as well. A hundred percent. And that was something that was really hard at the end of the Alien cycle as well. Um, I was feeling quite burnt out mm. emotionally and physically, but more on the emotional side. Um, yeah, it's a, a few months after we released Alien. Um, my mother actually passed away. Um, oh, that yeah, it's all right. But that kind of really, yeah, that struck a chord with me and hit me really hard. Having thought like one of the last things she would have heard or seen from me was yeah, these songs that are kind of talking about this negative uh, point in my life in, involving her. Um, and she had a lot of stuff to say when the album came out as well that was quite, yeah, negative. Um, so for that to be kind of left unresolved was really hard. And that, that happened a few days before we like left for a tour. So I was just struggling to kind of do press, but I felt really guilty because I, I know, yeah, like you said, people did relate to this and um, I felt kind of obliged to chat to these people and I, I enjoyed talking to people about their um their upbringing and being able to relate having oh, sorry for having them be able to relate to these songs um yeah. it really meant a lot because i could only imagine you know listening to like i don't know like listening to bands growing up and relating to that stuff it's so important and okay. to have someone in a band that you love kind of be able to relate to something with them um yeah i thought it was really special but 
I felt quite guilty not being able to hold up that end of the bargain, so to speak, after everything had happened. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it, it was just getting a bit too much for me. And do you feel like there's more to say in that? Um, do you feel like you maybe it's just yeah, and something I'm not quite ready to get back into. I don't think oh. that more um kind of detailed portrayal of things that happened in my upbringing i yeah yeah i found like i think so clarity the first song in the album is kind of my last song that is touching on that and it's kind of talking to the idea of um people around me like family members telling me that what i was saying was like wrong or like that i shouldn't be telling i shouldn't be spreading my story to the public where where it is my story and it is my experience. Um, and that's my kind of last thing of like, well, is this what you think? That's kind of messed up. This is, I, I can say whatever I want, but I'm not, I'm not going to go into this anymore or at least not for a while. Man, it takes a lot of bravery to do that, dude. You know, I, all, all my respect for you. hundred percent. It's not easy. It's, hey, it's rough, man. And it's, it's, it's just really hard when, yeah, there's just people only thinking for themselves, thinking about themselves um, and thinking about how they look when how they look is something that they've kind of brought upon themselves. <laughs> just in a, it's, it's a weird, it was, yeah, it was just too much though for me by the end of that. And I just didn't want to keep getting too, too deep down the rabbit hole into those kind of stories. So this album's a bit more, um, like introspective, I think, and more kind of reflective of how I've been feeling and how those kind of events have made me feel, but without kind of having to dive into the the gritty details of it. You mentioned uh, the first track, Clarity. Man, there's something in that track that just absolutely blew me away now. Where is it? It's, uh, I made a note of it. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. It's like the... The, when the verse kicks in and the vocal pattern is, oh, yeah. dude, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I'm like listening to it going, how, how, you know, cause it's that timing. The guitar's doing one thing. You got the sample doing another thing. The drum's like doing one thing and you're coming in with this. How, what's the origins of that? Because that was really, really impressive. Thank you, man. Um, that was definitely one of the more difficult, songs to try and place vocals in just because of yeah there's some weird accents in that um yes yeah it's it's yep. it was really because i didn't want it to be like stabby i wanted it to still be like flowy and feeling like when it hits those accents it was um it was appropriate not just kind of hitting every accent on on the accent um yeah, I don't know that that uh, that took me a long time, and I think it also took kind of being in the studio with the rest of the guys and 
talking to them about what the song is about, um, to be able to lock down lyrics for that as well and to be able to find those right patterns and rhythms to fit everything in. Um, yeah, I'm really proud of that song. And I think it's also a really good kind of almost like history book of North Lane sound. It, it has yeah, these yeah, kind yeah. of um, almost singularity elements in the instrumental, but injected with the electronic stuff from Alien and also some of the more like ambient sides of like uh, Mesmer as well. And I think it's a really interesting way to start the album because I think people, you know, with these more dancey kind of elements coming into it would think we're never going to hear anything like that again. So to start the album off with that and kind of give them a taste of everything again. Um, yeah, I think that's a really special way to start the album. Yeah, man. I was really impressed by that vote. I was like, oh, man, because you want to follow the pattern. You know what I mean? Absolutely. When you're writing stuff like that, you're like, okay, so there's, that's my cue, blah, blah. And you've just gone, no, I'm going to do it over here. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, really, really cool, dude. <laughs> and you, of course, I mean, you mentioned before you got the Patreon as well, um, which is called a uh, World Eaters, which is the most brutal name. Good time. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's so good. But I mean, the thing is, uh, the the top tier is sold out. Yeah. Hey, shout out to that person. That's support. But that's I mean, man, that's that's incredible. I mean, how has that helped the band? They get some perks though. Those top tier people, they get a uh, exclusive, all sorts of exclusive stuff. They're sneaky. Um, it's been awesome doing that, to be honest. Though, like it's um, really helped us feel like we're still connected to our fans after not being able to play shows or see anyone for so long. Um, yeah, it's been really a lot of fun. We do like a weekly live stream as well, which um, yeah means we get to interact and talk to everyone um you know it's, it's it's sometimes just small groups of people as well but i think that's really special to be able to connect with people and still maintain this relationship with our fans and the people that want to support us it's it's meant that we could be a band still that we could survive over these last couple of years when you know stuff hasn't been so great in our um, yeah. source of income hasn't been there so we're so grateful for everyone who's come on board and we just want to keep you know, hanging out and in, having fun with those guys. And um, yeah, we're really lucky to have those guys kind of backing us. It's been really cool. <laughs> I And uh, have you got the patches? You, what, what's the tier where you get the patch? That's pretty cool. I think you might get them from the second one down, uh, like the top and the second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the, the top tier get all the crazy stuff. <laughs> the birthday <laughs> messages and stuff, hey. Birthday message and uh, like a, a ticket to a show, I think, um, of their choice and stuff like that. Um, yeah, they get all the perks. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It's really cool. And, uh, of course, you recorded the album with uh, Chris Blank. How do you pronounce his last name? Blank. Uh, Blank Carter. That's it. Yeah. And you worked with him on Alien. Yeah. Um, so how was it working with him again this time around? So awesome. He's... Um, like he's been around and been friends with the guys like long before I was in the band as well. I think, I think he recorded hollow existence, the first Northland EP. Um, and he's, yeah, just been a friend of the band for so long and his ability to, um, yeah, engineer and stuff has just come so far as well. I think he's grown in his own time as we've grown as well. And 
it's just really good to be working with someone we're familiar with and someone who's a friend, but also someone who will be honest with us, someone who's going to tell us if they don't think um, something is working as well as it could or, um, yeah, not just trying to blow smoke up our butts, I guess, just trying to really make sure that we're getting the best out of what we're doing. Um, and I, I, yeah, I love Chris. He's such a, a lovely dude, um, makes an awesome pizza. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's important. Yeah, absolutely. That that's was the main. Uh, yeah, yeah, the main uh, part that we need is good pizza. <laughs> you need someone that's gonna, be, you know, you said not blow smoke, but you need someone that's gonna crack the whip, but also not be that dude who's like, yeah, just do it again. You're like, exactly, do a lot again. You're like, do the thing again. Yeah, he's very passionate about what he does and um, worked so hard. Um, making sure everything was right. And yeah, we, we got it mixed by Nolly again. And also those two working together has been such an awesome, um, an awesome team. I think they've really found their stride after Alien and it all turned out so awesome. Um, yeah, I love working with Chris. He's, uh, I would probably do every album with him if we could, but we'll see how we go. But I did want to touch up upon um, the Carbonized. Uh, you know, that song... Not the car. It's called Carbonite. The song, oh, the Carbonite. Yeah, here I am. This is day four on ISO. I'm going crazy. Um, of course. I mean that that song. This this that song opens a whole can of worms. And I've had many arguments about this with people before. Um, mm-hmm. The fact that you know separating art from the artist, and it's it's a tough thing, man. But I I definitely take the stance that you do have to speak up and stand and not just because because i've seen this on obviously the big level but also on local levels as well where people just sweep things under the carpet because oh it's that person that can play a good song or it's that person that you know which is as i said a big can of worms how how did you get to this what what was there something in particular that sparked this song i mean it was more so that i was finding that um, bands or members of bands that I grew up listening to and were quite, you know, inspiring for me. Um, Yeah, hearing these things about them. And I think for a little while I was on, I think I was, yeah, I would say on the wrong side of things and trying to be like, yeah, but, you know, this, uh, they mean a lot to me. This music was like my up, this is how I was brought up. But as more and more, artists and people that I looked up to kind of kind of went down so to speak um I was like this isn't that's not the right stance I mean imagine being a victim or of something awful yeah like assault or sexual assault or abuse or whatever it might be um and just seeing everyone just pretend like nothing ever happened, seeing a band potentially get bigger than they've ever been because they released something really heavy or whatever. Um, it's just, it's, it just made me feel kind of sick. Um, and that's the thing. People don't want to talk about it because it's an uncomfortable thing. And there are a lot of bands that it applies to a lot of artists. It's, it applies to that. People don't want to give up. They don't want to, um, not listen to them anymore because they are their favorite bands um but i just don't think that's i don't know 
I, I, I don't think it's acceptable. I, I, I mean, I, I think there's a line and I think there's, you know, there's a point, you know, where, you know, there might be a couple and maybe a guy cheats on their partner and that's awful, but like that's someone making a dumb mistake, I think. Um, but it, when it comes to like abusing, you know, minors or yeah. putting a hit out on your wife or something like that and you're able to come back and be bigger than ever, like you might like yeah i don't really want to get too deep into the um i don't know the as i lay dying barrel of worms um yeah yeah, yeah i know that one yeah because <laughs> yeah i know that's going to start an argument somewhere but for me it just felt very much like there wasn't much public remorse coming out of it straight away it was more like what does the band think of what happened there yeah. and how are we going to reconcile that as opposed to like an, an immediate like show of regret and trying to like, you know, put funds towards like abuse, uh, like abuse charities. Um, um, just all of this stuff. It just didn't feel right for people to then when a song came out, be like, wow, this is the best thing I've ever heard. Metalcore is back. Yes. It's, it grossed me out so much. And then to see bands also then start going on tour with them because they were going to play the biggest shows of their career made me feel so sick yeah, yeah, yeah. like we had a, we had an argument at some point with a, a former booking agent as well being like we're not doing a tour with them that's yeah, yeah. not something we're going to do we're not going to side with a, someone who's done something like that um anyways i said i didn't want to open that can of worms but i did <laughs> but yeah for me there's just a lot of artists i looked up to that have done some awful stuff and for a time i might have been on that wrong side of things being like but like i wouldn't be the musician i am without them today but i can't i can't back those people anymore and i can't willingly just be like oh yeah but this album they released a while ago is really good i yeah it's i can't do that i had that probably about three weeks ago i walked into jb hi-fi not a sponsored <laughs> plug by any <laughs> means but <laughs> I walked in and I was flipping through the vinyl bargain bin and there was Manson's last album. And for all that, I would have jumped at it and said, done. But yeah. I had that moment where I was like, I can't, I can't buy it. Like when it came out, I was like, this album's awesome. And you know, and now I, I can't do it, man. I literally looked at this thing with his mug on the front going, I can't do it. Like uh, I just, I mean, yeah, there's definitely a connection that people are going to have with these artists, but to continue glorifying them and looking past that thing to be like, but back in the day they released that. It's, yeah, I don't think it's on. I don't think it's something that can go forward and people need to be responsible with how they're kind of, yeah, I don't know, supporting musicians and supporting victims as well, not just discounting what has been really awful for someone to then put someone in a position of power even higher in an even higher position of power yep know it to the point where they feel like they can get away with anything yeah it's terrible man it's terrible but you know i did want to talk about obviously you're hitting the road again you, you mentioned before you're going to be playing up here for full tilt on april 23rd and then 11 dive bar in maruchidor 
sunny coast. Man, I've heard nothing but awesome things about that. I want to play there, guys. If you hear me out there, I want to play there. I've heard nothing but awesome things. I've seen the best footage. Like, man, you must be pumped coming back here and obviously giving that room a bit of a, a go. Absolutely. I um, actually uh, grew up in Noosa on the Sunshine Coast, so Maroochydore is my local airport. Um, I didn't grow up there. I was there for a couple of years um, in high school, but... It's always quite interesting going back. I, I don't have like a whole lot of friends that I kind of still have from school there, but every now and then someone will pop in that I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> You're like, you! What? <laughs> I've not seen you in like 15 years. That's insane. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's always kind of interesting going back there and it feels a bit nostalgic to be going back to um, Maroochydore. So yeah, I can't wait. And that's another show that's been postponed heaps to so to be finally doing that and finally um, making our way back up there. I'm so excited. Your boy's going to hit the zoo while you're up there? Oh, what, what zoo's there? I don't know what zoo's there. Australia Zoo. Australia Zoo. At 11, yeah, and Sunny Coast. I'm a noob. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't. Actually, now that you mentioned, I do remember driving past the old. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Evo and sign going That's by. The one. Now that you mentioned it. <laughs> we do. If we've got some time, maybe we go to the zoo. That'd be pretty fun. Bindi, hook the man up. Game some tickets. <laughs> All right. Rob. Let me send a tweet to Bindi. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I don't think she watches my show. No. But, um... <laughs> maybe my. Maybe if I tweet her, she'll reply. Please. Yeah. Bindi. Yeah. Just say. Uh, you know, North Lane at the, at the zoo. There you go. <laughs> Be a good time. Be a good time. But I mean, obviously, there's there's more coming up in the future for you too. There's June as well. There's a run in June with is it Pliny is playing it as well. Yes, yeah, so we've got Sleep Token, Pliny, and Alt uh, from Adelaide. Um, and yeah, I can't wait for that. The, the, there's already been a couple of shows that have sold out, and I think it's just um, really exciting because I think people are finally comfortable buying tickets and knowing that shows are back and are finally getting excited to get back to the real world. Um, and yeah, we're planning to head back over to the US soon and hopefully back to Europe as well soon. Yeah, as long as everything kind of stays the course it's been going for a while, then we back in action. Yes. Knock on wood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, man. It's it's super exciting for you guys. I mean, who who can you say who you're touring with in the States? I don't know if I can. I was going to say I don't know, but I do know. Oh, um, okay. All right. Maybe. Yeah, we're, I guess we're still finalizing everything, though, as well. So I wouldn't want to say anything and then uh, it all falls through. So. Oh, that's true. That's all right. As, yeah, as, that's, my, that's my professional answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your secrets, as, as the hobbits say. But, uh, <laughs> okay, so is there anything else you can spill the beans on, you know, moving forward for the rest of the year apart from that? Is there? Uh, I don't know. Not really. To, there's not much that uh, is set in stone at the moment. Okay. Um, yeah, we've just got the Australian tour coming up. Obsidian out April 22nd. Um, there'll be a live video for Plenty at some point uh, that we filmed at um at full tilt over the weekend so that'll be coming uh some point after the album comes out i think but um yeah besides that we're just kind of gearing up and getting fit again <laughs> to to head back out on the road and um see where this year takes us super exciting dude 
super exciting. And you're going to have to pay us a visit on the Gold Coast at some point. We're, we're like missed. We're like right in the center here. You got to like come and pay us a visit. All right. Okay. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll make it back to the Gold Coast soon. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. It'll be fun. Hopefully we'll be able to get yeah, another, another Australian tour in where we can head into some of those places. Yeah, man. Regional. Even though I, I don't call it regional, but we're regional. Yeah. Gold Coast isn't regional, but it fits into that, into that little, uh, yeah, a little cycle, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. See, there you go. Well, all right, all right. It's been. It yeah, say it. Say, come here, play the coast, and and have a cold one with your old mate Nip. But in the meantime, bro, it's been awesome hanging out on the show with you. Uh, Obsidian is out April twenty second. We'll have all the links down here. Take care of yourself, and uh, yeah, all the best. Awesome, great to chat to you, man. Thank you. Planning on traveling this summer. Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points.